going to meet many of those today who lead the body of Christ. The goal of the lead pastor is to hear the voice of God and to equip the saints for the work of their ministry. The goal of the second generation is to hear the vision of the church and to carry that vision forward. And how we carry that vision forward is not develop a plan so that everybody can do what we want them to do, but it's to equip the saints so they can accomplish the very call and identity that God has given them as individuals. In each family, you have a collective understanding of what that family is, what that family represents. But then you have individuals who are gifted in many different areas. Every person in the body of Christ has a gift, has an ability. You are vital to the kingdom of God. As we have uh, multiple services and also our Spanish service in the afternoon, you must understand that every person is unique and every person has an ability and a call of God. What we find, a lot of their ministry happens on the uh, outside of the four walls of the church building itself. <clears throat> the struggle, though, like in many families, the struggle is that from grandpa to child to grandchildren is that the same vision is not disseminated or communicated. Because we are founded, we are created by God, called to be his sons and daughters. We are called to do and be exactly what God called us to be, and in being that, then we do God's will in our lives. The same thing happens in a family that sometimes by the time the, the, the grandchildren come, that they do not understand who they are. As in my family, the Klauses that uh, have the Wiggins name that have come together. We have our children, then we have our grandchildren. And God has particularly, he's not confused. He's not, uh, you know, he doesn't just throw us all different ways, but he's given us identity. And so the Klauses have a certain specific identity. And throughout the years, that is communicated down the line. The problem in a church is that in many cases, the church, the vision is given, it is communed to the second generation, the leaders or the pastoral staff, and then the communication stops there. Then it becomes an individual thing that happens, and the third generation, which is the congregation, those that are members and those that attend, do not hear uh, the vision of the church. They do not understand the focus of what God is saying to them because they are called to a specific family. You are called to Valley Community Church. You are called here to uh, disseminate your gift and your abilities in the body of Christ. You are called here to support the body of Christ in your tithe and your offering. And because the vision is not uh, settled from the second to the third generation, what happens is then the church becomes unhealthy. But praise God, in this church, we are disseminating the vision of, the, of what God has called us to be throughout the generation. We have redug the wells. You remember the ministry that Terry gave. And we have redug the wells. We have really seen what has God said to us in the past, what he's saying to us today, and what he's saying to us for tomorrow. And we have, we have heard this. 
And our ultimate goal of today is to, to welcome you as the family of Valley Community Church, that you are important. And for you to function in exactly what God called you to be and to become is so vital to the health of the church and to the health of the world. Because watch this. The reason why that in most cases the world is not being ministered to is because the third generation has not been given the communication and is not seen as important in the body of Christ, the congregation. Because it's your call, it's your vision, it's what God has brought you in to come and to be equipped uh, for the work of your ministry outside the body of Christ. We call it marketplace now at Valley and uh, you are out there ministering the gospel of Jesus Christ. But because it is not, the vision is not truly communicated from the second to the third generation, then the third generation does not, like the world, does not know who they are. And because they don't know who they are, then the fourth generation, which is the world, go out into the world and preach the gospel. And because the 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 third generation doesn't know who they are and is not absolutely uh, ministered to and, and guided and directed and led in a proper way, then the world, then the sinner is not hearing the gospel. And so what we endeavored to do at Valley uh, 12 years ago when Terry and I came here, uh, came back that um, we have decided in our hearts that everything that we do, every ministry that happens, disseminates the gospel and the word of God for the unique purpose that God has set for every church, that we become that healthy church that reaches out to the world. It's not just about doing things on missions or, or cares across the street, which is so vital in what we do, so important. It really is about us understanding that of who we are and that you, the third generation, the congregation, those that attend, will begin to understand you are important. And your importance in many instances is when you go to work, when you go to your neighborhood, that you are that example to the world of the love of Jesus Christ. That you know who you are, that you are healed. It was exciting to me of many reports that we are hearing now uh, from uh, you, the congregation, you, people in the church, the things that you are doing outside the four walls. It doesn't have a title, doesn't have a ministry title, doesn't have a pastor overseeing it, but what it has is, is men and women who love Jesus with all their heart have gone out and ministered. Uh, testimony this week, someone uh, was in a car accident and, and they actually uh, rear-ended somebody and they were going slow. Uh, they ran out and went <clears throat> to the person and said, are you okay? And he said, my neck is hurting. And, and immediately uh, they said, in Jesus' name, be healed. They got communication from the person, I am totally well. Don't even report the accident because whatever you did, I'm healed. Amen. The, the reality of the, the second generation, and, and in many instances that um, the first generation were casting the vision of the church, were proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
we're equipping the, the staff, we're leading the staff in a way where they grow and allow them to be who they are, not just a robot. I don't want robots at this church. I want, I want God-bots, amen? And people that love Jesus with all of their heart and just really know that you are special, that you're beautiful ladies, that you're handsome men, that you are, and I'm talking physically, spiritually, emotionally, every aspect of your life, that you understand who you are. Vision is something that is given by God and is carried out on a day-to-day basis for the future. Habakkuk tells us about vision. Vision is something that you see clearly who you are. Vision is something that when, when difficulty arises in, in relationships, difficulty arises at your work, difficulty arises at your home, that vision says, I know who I am and I can go through this and I can make this work. I can go through this. I, I will live my life according to the word of God. And even though sometimes things seem like they're falling apart, vision says, I am part of a body of Christ And the main focus that I have when I come in on Sundays and Wednesdays and the Bible studies and the Freedom Ministries, More Than Conquerors, all the different ministries that we have, you're coming in as a family. You belong. And because you belong, you come in, you're accepted, you're loved, you you are encouraged, um, you're prayed for, you're corrected at times. There are many things that go on in the family, you know, in your family those things happen. And so in the reality, what goes on is vision becomes clear, and the Bible promises that vision will take place. What is God saying to you, church, through the messages, through the ministries of Valley Community Church? What is God saying to your spirit? What is God saying to the things that you are to accomplish? And what is God saying about you being committed to one another, loving one another, encouraging one another, forgiving one another, being a family, struggling sometimes, but being a family. And so what we began um, on purpose, the Lord has given me um, messages for this year, and on purpose, uh, why was he bringing me to certain things? Then God began to make uh, clear vision and direction, why he was giving me the messages through the staff, through leaders, uh, in conversation. Let's have a vision Sunday. This is going to be a yearly occurrence that uh, and one day, you know, everyone will see it as important because some just saw it as something different that they decided to take the day off because the amount of people that come here, we should have chairs, we should have people in the foyer. And so the reality is family is that when there is, there is meetings uh, professed, family should say this is important because this is who I am, this is a part of my life, and I need to make it important of what God is saying to the church. When we call for worship nights that you're going to be hearing about, that we should say this is important to us that we come, because why? This is who I am. I belong. So who am I? You are created to belong to family. So turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter 3, and in this series that we began a few weeks ago, we're talking about four things that God created, created us to be, and we are to answer the question throughout this series, who am I? 
And the first we found and discussed for two weeks was we were created to believe in Jesus. We are to be believers that believe. We found that by not believing is why we don't do something. It's not because we're bad. It's not because we're a sinner saved by grace, whatever comment or religious comment or even truth that is out there. We must understand that the reason why we don't do things in life is because we don't believe in it. That's the bottom line. That's what Scripture tells us, bottom line. So that's what we talked about. You can go online, uh, myvcc.org, and you can uh, listen to the podcast of that if you were not here, or you can purchase the CDs on that. The second thing that we're going to begin talking about today and next time together is that we were created to belong to family. Some of you looking around, looking, that's my family? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, look at your neighbor and say, you're my family. So we were created to belong to family. (laughs) Y'all are so funny now. You know why? Because uh, all you had to do was say a few words. But I really wanted to hear what you really said to the person next to you. Probably pretty funny. But God created us to belong to him. The first thing we need to realize, we're created in the image of God. We belong to God. And how do you instill that? We learned that by confessing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. And you belong to him. You were created to belong to him. But because you were born in sin, there had to be confession of him as Lord and Savior. God created Adam and Eve to belong to him and to belong to each other. Amen. We, we see marriage. And we also see uh, one day we will be the, we will be the bride and uh, we will see the groom. And so marriage, by the way, in our marriage conference, you need to sign up for that. Uh, we got the, uh, the phone call and Pastor Gil Dearman, who used to be part of our church for 12 years, a great friend of mine in South Carolina, um, and uh, he and his wife Debbie will be here to do the marriage conference and also to speak on the next day on Sunday morning. And he has a word for us. So that's going to be exciting because why? <clears throat> Gil Dearman's part of this family. <clears throat> He's part of this family. So all of us have the desire to belong. And I'm going to tell you why. Because most of us in our past did things so we could belong that we shouldn't have done. There are many times you and I have done things in our life because we just wanted to be accepted. We wanted to belong, so we did things, and we found out that really messed us up. Now, let me just put it this way. How many of you know that trips to the emergency room for teenage boys are preceded by this statement? Hey, guys, watch this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you know why? We want to belong. We want people to feel like we're something special. And let just let me just tell you this. You were created to be something special. You're created to be family. You're created to be that unique person 
that is accepted and, and walking in a lifestyle that is so pure and so amazing. When I talk about pure, I'm not talking about perfect because there's only one perfect one and that's Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So we do some things because of a desire to belong because that's put in us. It is in us because we're created to belong. So let me show you where that type of desire came from and how sin perverted godly desire God gave us to belong. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 7 through 10, this is after Adam and Eve sinned. It says, And the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, where are you? So he said, listen to what Adam says. I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. I want you to think about verse 10. I want you to just really begin to allow verse 10 to be some of your experiences in your life. In verse 10, he says, I heard your voice, and I hid myself. Adam said this, I was afraid and I didn't belong. I was afraid and I hid myself. See, the very first thing that happened when Adam and Eve sinned, they realized we don't belong. Let's describe to you what happened here. And I want you to stick with me. I want you to keep verse 10 in the experiences of your life and the feelings and the emotions that you have had in your life. Something happened with their relationship with each other. They sowed fig leaves, they, all these different things, and something happened between Adam and Eve. And something happened with their relationship with God. They said, I hid myself because I was afraid. They didn't belong. At this time, it's right after sin came into the world. So God asked, <clears throat> excuse me, asked, where are you? Now, how many of you know he knew where they were? Yeah, okay. But Adam did not know where he was because sin entered mankind. When sin entered, we have a problem, and that problem is we are separated from God. Now, church, I want you to, to recognize that, that this message in the next couple of weeks will be a good news message, and it will be a bad news message. And today, I'm just going to give you the bad news. So hang on with me, all right? But let me give you the first point of this part of the message. We were born into this world rejected. Because we were born in sin. And because we were born into this world, we're rejected. Why, why do we see on the news, in schools, in every aspect of human beings' life, 
that they always have a problem with rejection. That they don't feel like they belong. That they feel lonely, depressed. All these things come because sin came into the world and we were born into this world rejected. The reason why we do some, so many ridiculous things to be accepted is because we were born rejected. Watch what Isaiah 59.2 says. But your iniquities have separated you from your God and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Notice it says, all have sinned, past tense. We were born in sin. We were born rejected. And that is the main essence of next week and the week after when I, when I minister to you the word of God and the heart of God, what you are gonna find is the reality that everything that Jesus Christ did was to reconstruct and recreate the heart of God of bringing you into a place that you belong, that you're no longer rejected in your life, that you have peace, that you have joy, that you have everything that God has promised you. You have the ability to do that because you belong. But the struggle of mankind is that they are born into a realm of rejection. And we do the ridiculous things to be accepted. But let me tell you, it's so easily done to be accepted when you confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. All have sinned because you're born in this world, past tense, and fall short, present tense. God is saying, yes, you sinned in the past. Even though you have gotten better about sinning, you still fall short. Bottom line, church, we fall short. Still short. In of ourselves, we fall short of the glory of God. Sinned means to miss the mark, to miss the center of the target. If you've if you, uh, ever gone shooting you know, arrows or, or guns or whatever, you, you go and you got this target and you have the bullseye and then you have the four rings around it. Some other targets might have more and numbers and different things. But in essence, you have a target. Um, and if you've seen this target, you have the bullseye, you have the four circles. So let me explain. No matter how good you are or bad, we all miss the bullseye. Because we were born in sin. So what does that mean? You and I were born rejected. You and I were born rejected. We were born separated from God because of sin, because God is a holy God. And in of our own works, Jesus said there's only one good, and that is the Father. And we have to recognize the battle that many of us have in our personalities and friendships and all that is that we haven't understood through Jesus Christ you belong. But without Jesus Christ or the understanding of who you are in Christ, you feel rejected. 
and I want to stand before you with both of our services together, and then I, I pray, Pastor Angel, that you will communicate this to your church, is that you will say this, that you belong. And break out of the, the stuff, break out of that, and become what God's called you to be. And when you understand it and you become what God's called you to be, then you will remove the rejection mentality and you will begin to move as, as you belong and you will be able to do great and mighty things for the kingdom of God. Until we remove rejection in our own hearts, we can't attain everything God's called us to be. Everybody misses the bullseye. So we were born rejected. We were born separated from God because of sin, because God is a holy God. So the question is, how can a holy God have a relationship with a simple person like me? Next week, we're going to get there. We're going to talk about that. But I want you to... to hear this now in closing then we have something very special for you not only are you rejected by God because now I've given you bad news but I'm going to give you the really bad news now Okay. so not only are you rejected by God because you were born in sin the worst news is you have to be perfect to be accepted Next week, you're going to learn how you become perfect in the eyes of God. And most of you, probably all of you know that, but I'm going to show you some things in the Word next week, how God has absolutely done some amazing things. So next week, I will tell you how and what gift has been given that makes us a people that belong. This is my goal. Got a couple more statements, but this is my goal. And it's God's goal. Because this is what I heard from God. But every pastor should hear this. You and I are a family. We belong. And for the world's stuff to manifest in this family is because we still don't understand that we were born in rejection and in order to change it, we have to be perfect. And I'll just give you a little clue from next week, but not of ourselves. We sit in heavenly places with Christ. Our minds, our spirits, our hearts, our soul, every aspect of our life sit with Christ. And when we function in the area of royalty, we will see that we were recreated to hit the bullseye. You are recreated to hit the bullseye. God has set it up perfectly for us to belong, for us to be family. So my challenge to you today is to believe and to ask God to show you 
this statement. We belong. I belong. What can I be? What have you created me to be so that I can give? So I can help produce the vision that God has called us to. Honey, would you come on up, please? Hi, you want to grab the mic? I would like uh, all the pastoral staff, Pastor Angel, please, Maria, 